What's going on everybody? My name is Azumi Hongos. I'm a photographer and web video producer. And in this podcast, we're back. Sorry about missing last week. Was figuring out some stuff with the pod. But guess what? We got a new cover logo, cover art, you know, for the pod. I'm really happy about the way that it looks. And, you know, practicing those graphic design skills. Let me know what y'all think. But in today's stories, we're going to be going over... Tesla's robo taxi, Mr. Musk, decided to announce that it'll be coming in 2020, and I'm very excited to be talking about that. And we're also going to be talking about the Apple Watch Series 6, which you know I'm pretty excited about too. I've never been too much of an Apple Watch guy. I think I've talked about it in a few of my videos and a few of the pods, but I'm really excited about it. And then I watched Super Size Me too. If you went to middle school in California, I'm pretty sure you've watched that movie. You know, Super Size Me, dude eats, you know, Mr. Spurlock eats McDonald's for 30 days straight. I feel like that was like a like a YouTube challenge before Mr. Beast came along. Imagine that was another YouTube challenge. All I ate was 30, 30 days of McDonald's straight, but I really liked the movie and um, I, I just think it's a good time to be reviewing that movie through the pod. And I really wanted to cover the story of Google and Apple launching the CV19 um, tracing app that's going to help you know health officials um, basically give out better information about what's going on. But like the story was in the information, it, there's a lot to cover. And I thought that I could get it all settled in my today, but we're going to cover that tomorrow and hopefully I'll have better details. Again, guys, I'm only one person doing all this, this show. So again, I'll leave the links down below in the show notes and you guys can tell me if I'm wrong or uh, you guys can always give me better sources, you know. Uh, so let's get started with the first story. And the first one we'll, we'll cover is... Apple Watch Series 6 rumors. This one's from CNET. Um, and, you know, the Apple Watch Series 6. Apple is the only company, I feel like, that hasn't had too many delays with their products. Uh, but the Apple Watch Series 6, according to CNET and the rumors, is that, you know, there will be no change to the square format this year. There are new watch faces. Um... And Apple still does not let third-party manufacturers, third-party developers make watch faces. Instead, they will have the ability to share unique watch faces via this unique file. And if you're patriotic enough, there's even, uh, you know, watch faces of the flags. I mean, I guess if, if that's what you're into, you know. Um, there's also going to be a potential new fitness app built into this. You know, the, the core model of the Apple Watch has always been health. And I think that's really interesting. There's also some speculation that it might be a integration with the Apple TV. And you get like fitness classes for free. Of course, all speculation. And I think that's really, really cool. I think now that everybody's stuck inside, we know that... You know, it's more important than ever to exercise, keep your immune system up and running, you know, the old running in place, you know, your imaginary 
uh, treadmill is, you know, your floor. And then the thing that I'm pretty sure everybody's been waiting for, you know, I, everybody thought that this was going to come out in the series five is a native sleep tracking app. Every single other competitor, whether it be Fitbits or Samsung Galaxy, I think, Samsung Galaxy Watch, Watch has always had the sleep tracking application built in. Apple has yet to introduce it. So this is the year that it's looking like it's going to happen. It really is going to happen. And I'm wondering how they're going to do it. What it's going to, you know, what amazing unicorn feature is Apple going to introduce for us to, you know, throw our money at it. Uh, but we'll come back to that a little bit later. Um, and also, you know, they might even introduce blood oxygen levels. Um, and I got, you know, I was trying to understand what blood, blood oxygen does. I'm not a doctor again. Um, and I got this from Healthline. And it says a, a balloon. So essentially, your blood oxygen is very important to keep you healthy. And if it's not healthy, and I quote, quote, a below normal blood oxygen level is called hypoxemia. Hypoxemia is often caused for concern. The lower the oxygen level, the more severe the hypoxemia. This can lead to complications in body tissue and organs, end quote. That's from Healthline. So I guess it's a very important thing. Obviously, if you think biology, it's very important for cells to carry oxygen uh, to your body and to the blood. So there might be an introduction of a new sensor to the Apple Watch. And, you know, that always brings up the case, is this going to be thin? You know, like, you know, you know, I don't I don't really care about the thinness of the products anymore. I think maybe like five years ago I would have, but not anymore. So, you know, I think for a watch, it's a little bit different of a story. Like, wait, is this going to be a bulky watch? Or is this going to be a thin watch? It's going to be more spread out? Well, I'll sort of cover that later on as I give my opinions. And also... A kid-friendly version of the Apple Watch, which essentially using uh, using the parents' iPhone and their Apple ID can be the host. This would, this would, and I quote, this, "I got to get better with my quotes, guys." Quote: This would also give parents the final say on what kind of content their kids can access on the watch, like emerging contact and music. End quote. I think that's really cool. You know, um, like I guess I mean everybody loves video games, right? It's a I think kids would see this as a form of video games with the rings and stuff. I also see that the rings will change uh, their meaning, uh, I guess, to the age range of, you know, whoever's wearing it, whether it be an adult or, you know, a kid. So I think that's really cool, too. So now let's uh, let's backtrace a little to some of the points that I brought up. So no change in the square format. Now, this is not an S year. The Apple Watch Series 5 definitely felt like an S year. Um, you know, there were like minor spec bumps, nothing too big. Uh, I think the biggest thing was the screen. See, it's an S year. I don't even know what what was new about it. Excuse me. And, you know, there, there was nothing that big because, you know, the Series 4 was already incredible. So... I still don't like, so let's start off with this. I don't like the Apple Watch. It's never seemed like a very big product that attracts me. It's like, okay, 
so it does all this but i mean i already did that with my phone and i don't know if i'm the only one that's like oh my god more notifications more and more notifications like i like i don't <laughs> i don't need this many notifications right so that's kind of my stand on it i, I as much as i love apple you know I've, I've said it i i'm an apple fanboy i i think i am at least i just love the ecosystem and whatnot but the but to me, as someone that really appreciates watches, like squares are kind of weird. Like when when I think about a watch, I always think of a round watch. So I don't know if I care that it's a round watch. Like what would be the ergonomics? How would it change the way they use the product? Because I think Samsung did this in the past, or Garmin. I think it was Garmin where the the circularity, the circle, essentially was integrated into the software and i was like whoa this is really mind-blowing really awesome stuff really create a creative way to to use the circle right so do i see apple going in that way maybe if they introduce some sort of solid state circle um but this is not an s year and i hope you know i hope that this one is wrong because i would much rather see a circle watch and like mm, I'm I'm still not like a big Apple Watch person as much as I like watches. All right, next is the new face watches. <laughs> I mean, the new watch faces. Apparently, I can't talk today. Um, you know, I think, again, I love saying this. You're missing out on a ton of real estate here. Apple, come on, guys. We, we all know that it's all in the watch faces. Like, that's kind of what a watch is for. Um, it just... It just seems so lame. Like, just open up the third part to third-party people. Like, it's not... It doesn't seem like that big of a deal to you. You know, maybe let in some graphic designers, some creative individuals, sort of reshape the, the Apple Watch face, you know? I, I mean, it feels like we're, like, one-fourth of the way there if, you know, families can share faces but you don't want to let go of it. I don't know. It's it, it's a little silly. And I think most people would just much rather have like a third party watch face. And I think it would just, I, I think you guys are just missing out on a ton of real estate. A potential new fitness app. I mean, there's a bunch of fitness apps for the Apple Watch. Uh, maybe the integration of like Apple TV Plus and, you know, uh, some sort of virtual personal trainer or something that lets you know your stats. Uh, maybe you're really into yoga, so it's like part of a yoga class, or some sort of integration with you know ClassPass, which is you know doing great right now with everybody being indoors. But I, I don't really care too much about the fitness app. I don't know how it would be revolutionary in any way. Uh, but but Apple will find a way. Um, I don't know, like, what what fitness app would be, what fitness integration with Apple TV would be really cool? Um, I just, I still don't know what it, it would be, right? Like, I don't know. Like, I'm not that much of a indoor person, yoga person, you know? It's cool, but it, it's it's not for me. So, I don't, I don't know. Like, what, who is that dedicated to their Apple Watch that they would want to class with it, right? I, I mean, there, there might be a market, but I'm not aware of it. Next is the native sleep tracking. Man, this is everybody's everybody's been waiting for this for like years now. It's pretty crazy that 
Apple hasn't done it. And, you know, I'm hoping that this is the year, right? Like, or are we really going to wait another year? Like, come on, guys. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know how they're going to make it magical. Uh, I think the battery is the biggest concern. But even then, like, why not introduce a, you know, an ultra power saving mode or something where all you literally get is your favorites, your emergency contacts, your favorite contacts, and then it just turns into static black and white, you know, pebble looking uh, watch face. Like, it's, I don't know, that, that seems like my solution. <sighs> but I hope they introduce it. The blood, the blood oxygen level uh, introduction as a feature, as a part of the hardware. Um, I guess that's really useful if you tend to have low blood oxygen levels. So I, I think there is a market for this and it seems really, really cool. Uh, but I, I don't know, maybe I just don't understand the technology or the benefits to the full extent. It's it's about being healthy, right? So I hope they introduce it and the people that have, you know, this sort of health complication benefit from it. Uh, the kid-friendly part, the, the integration, I think that's really cool. Maybe it'll be a way to, you know, remove the kids from the video games um, video games aren't bad but like you know go move a rock from one place to another like my mom used to say you know next story is tesla's robo taxi fleet will be functional functionally quote unquote functionally ready in 2020 must says um this is a really exciting story i think it's really cool uh you know i'm a big tesla fanboy too uh and i do i remember Elon Musk actually men mentioning this. Um, I think I was watching that live when, well, not live, but like the moment that I think it was introduced to the shareholders. Um, I saw it. I was like, oh my God, this is so cool. This is going to be way better than Uber. And, you know, it's going to be Robo Taxi. And Mr. Musk, according to one of his tweets, says, functionality, quote, functionality still looking good for this year. Regulatory approval is the big unknown, end quote. Uh, I'll link that tweet down below. But it's supposed to be happening this year. And then uh, another thing that I found interesting from this CNET article was that, quote, you may have been aware of this, but the Tesla Model 3 has since its inception had a driving facer interior, has had a driving facer interior, view camera embedded in the center rear view mirror tesla says that this device has been inactive the entire time but must revealed on twitter where else that it will serve as a means of passenger monitoring the robot taxi fleet gets going when the taxi when the robot taxi fleet gets going end quote so um really cool what are sort of my thoughts on the whole robo taxi thing you know uh if you live in Silicon Valley, if you like been next to Stanford, you've probably seen the, um, the what is it, the Waymo? Waymo, the, the uh, Google's competitor. Um, and it seems really cool, but it, it, I don't know, like Waymo seems kind of lame. Like, why? Like, why are you guys driving minivans? Uh, I don't know, maybe it's just like the, the mom aspect of the minivan, right? Uh, it's just like, that's so funny. It's like, it's like your mom's driving you, picking like your virtual mom's picking you up. Uh, I'm really excited about 
seeing Tesla. I think it's a lot cooler coming out of a Tesla than it is coming out of a mom van. Do do I think that, you know, let's circle back. Do I think it'll be ready by this year? Mm, you know, if we're on Musk time, I, I highly doubt that it will be um, on time. Okay, it's not going to be on time, but I think it'll work like to like the core, like what he promised, you know, like it'll get you from point A to point V, <laughs> not V, B. And it's going to work phenomenally. Um, it's going to be way better than a person because, you know, a person makes mistakes. And, you know, Tesla just has all this incredible data that they are like, I'm going to say like five to 10 years ahead of the rest of the competition because they were the first to market. And I, th I think it's just going to do phenomenally. And I, I don't doubt it that it's going to work. I just doubt the timeline, especially with everything that's going on. And I, I, I didn't even hear about this interior view camera as much as I keep up with Tesla news. Maybe they just seem like a regular camera. I mean, the the Tesla already has a bunch of cameras on it. You know, that's how it works. It's magic. And, you know, sensor technology and, you know, it, it, that's how it works. That's how it reads. That's how it allows it to auto drive, autopilot. Not fully functional autopilot, but, you know, it'll get you through traffic hour. And it does really great in obstacle avoidance. But... You know, this is like one of those things that's just so crazy. And, and I think what makes Tesla really unique, they always put this sort of mystery over the air, you know, gadgets in there. I'm really excited about it. I, I, I think you can, I said that like three times already. Um, but yeah, what do you guys think? Like, I know I will take it. Maybe I won't take it within the first three months, within the key, within the, within the first two quarters, maybe, maybe one quarter. Maybe it's like a short ride. I'll take it. I'll be like, oh man, this is so cool. I've I've never been in a Tesla, like a moving Tesla. So uh, I'm just, <laughs> you know, better to taste test it somewhere where, where there's a lot of, um, you know, control. It's a controlled environment, and I think you know they got they have the data. But I'm I'm really excited, and hopefully once this is all over, you know, you know that's a that just popped into my head. How will people feel? How would like the Tesla owners feel after this about sharing their car with strangers right like that's a really interesting question actually like will this impact the robo taxi market um yeah like like holy moly how how will this impact robo taxis like will tesla respond by saying like we'll clean it afterwards or because of like the hvac system that we introduce i think it's hvac system or the, the old uh or the filtration system that we introduced, I can't talk today. Um, like your car is just bound to be way more clean and it's bound to be way more functional and more safe than your traditional Uber, taxi. I'm really interested in how they're sort of gonna, you know, say like, hey, it's gonna be fine. Um, but again, speculation and just a question that popped up in my head as I was, uh, you know, covering the story. Next is, none other than Mr. Spurlock himself supersized me too. And like I said, I'm pretty sure we all watched this movie. If you went to middle school in California, Mr. Spurlock and the original supersized me eats McDonald's for 30 days straight, you know, eats 
what the average American ate back then, which is like McDonald's all the time, uh, over 300,000, over 30,000 calories. Um, and after then, you know, I'm, pr- I'm like a pretty big fan of it. Uh, I think it's really funny. I have looked at some of the, you know, like the debunking of it. And it's like, oh, he never went over a certain amount of calories. He never went over that. He never showed the receipts, et cetera, et cetera. So, you know, I, I've, I've become somewhat like, oh, you know what? I understand how testing the hypothesis works, how, you know, control environments work and all that stuff after, you know, you take like basic, you know, uh, high school biology or chemistry, like, you know, how they run tests. Uh, even then, I think it's like, you know, pretty interesting. Uh, I think it's a really great encapsulation, you know, like putting it in a capsule of, you know, the 2000s, from 2000 to 2010, this is like how we ate, maybe 2013, this is how we ate, right, like a lot of McDonald's, really greasy food, and like what, I think the biggest surprise throughout the movie was like these advertising agencies, these chicken farms, I I think I was more amazed about the advertising agencies, because I was like, wait, they're saying all the key words that are like super trendy with millennials, like like a organic, vegan. We say crispy. Now, okay, so so let me let me let me explain. The premise of the movie um, is him trying to create sort of the next big uh, food chain, right? But not just any food chain. It's this new trendy, healthy food chain. And, you know, it's called Holy Chicken. Awesome name, first and foremost. And he's trying to sell, you know, what everybody else is saying, selling, which is chicken sandwich. And as I was watching this, I was like, they're all like, um, you know, chicken sandwiches are the new, you know, American hamburger. And I was like, holy moly he's correct, like, I don't like hamburgers anymore, like, chicken sandwiches are the bomb.com, and I was like, wait, how do you know that, and I guess it's just a trend, and, you know, Mr. Spurlock decides to, you know, you know, by the way, spoilers, because I, I can't talk without the spoilers, I'm just, I'm just not very good at it, he decides to, you know, go through the jump hoops, build a restaurant, become a farmer, uh, go through, X, Y, and Z opens up this restaurant, goes through the ad agencies, you know, to create the ad agencies and the food agencies, which help him create this grilled, grilled fried, grilled crispy chicken, you know, like clearly grilled is better for you, but crispy tastes so much better. Like everybody knows that, like the crispy chicken tastes a hundred percent way better. And like he does it he opens up a restaurant and if i were to walk in there without watching the video without watching like the movie i would have been like this is really good for me and it's it really opens up your like your eyes to how much information these i want to focus on the ad agencies and the food industry has about you like i was like what the heck? So going back to my so to my previous what the heck, dang, I just clipped really hard right there, um, was 
like their knowledge about the fact that millennials love to use like uh, free range, organic, no hormones, and you sort of learn like the like how do I say it like the loose definition of all these things. And if you go to Mr. Spurlock's restaurant, um, like he gives you all the definitions, like like free range. Like I, I thought, you know, like me as a consumer, I thought that that meant like they're actually on a farm, like not, not you know, like 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 what you see on TV, right? Like old McDonald's had a farm, E-I-E-I-O. Um, you think they're just outside getting, they're getting, you know, sun rays, but all the dude did was just like put like a little like circle, like a little fence. I'm pretty sure it was like less than 10 feet, maybe less than five. And that's what's considered free range. And I was like, wait, is that what I'm being sold? And oh, and he gives that to you when you go to his... I really want to go to the restaurant now. <laughs> like, it's like, whoa. Um, so I was like, what the heck? I, I'm, I'm just having all these what the heck moments because, one, we don't cuss on, the, cuss on this podcast. Two, um, that is like, that's such a loose definition, you know? And... I, the thing with the ad agencies too is that they help him with his his creative endeavor. You know, like I want to make it friendly. I want to make sure that I use the right words, the right colors. When people come in, they feel healthy. Like, and and yeah, like you know, if I if I talk to most people uh, within my age range, they're all like, it's all about you know the organic, free range, make sure it's cruelty free, et cetera, et cetera. And they're all loose definitions, and the ad agencies know this, so they integrate it into the food, to the commercials, the way it looks, the way it tastes. Um, you know, they use the word crispy instead of fried. I, I thought it was really funny the way it was like, we don't use the F word in here. And, you know, it just it's like, whoa, they're right. I would not eat fried, but I would eat crispy because mm, crispy just sounds so much better. And uh, on top of that, you know, like, is KFC, did the colonel even really make the KFC recipe? I'm questioning this now. Like, what the heck? I'm sorry to keep on saying that because it's just, what the heck, dude? Like, was this just created from a food company that decided to, you know, because, like, there's, a, I think there was, like, a shot where it was, like, it shows you how much they're testing to sell it to, you know, new markets and new, um, new chains and I'm just like, whoa, this was all made in a lab with like a lot of data and a lot of information about the consumer. And I, it was like, wait, so do the consumers like I'm I'm still trying to process that. Like, did the consumer make the term or did the industry make the term or did the consumer make the term and then the industry took the term and gave the consumer what they wanted but it's not really the same you know it's it's like wow this is crazy um you know it's a documentary i really like documentaries so i was like i I was learning a lot when i was watching i was like first and foremost if you if it was i think it's just because like i've i have the memory of him eating mcdonald's and throwing up but i was like when I was watching people's reaction to the spicy, to the, what is it, grilled crispy sandwich, I was like, they're like, oh, it tastes really good. So, 
now want to go and taste that chicken sandwich. It's like in the capital of, you know, where most pilot programs, most pilot food programs go somewhere in like the East Coast. But I think it's just a really incredible movie to watch. And I was like, what the heck? Uh, the chickens. I just felt so bad for the chickens. Maybe the vegans got a point or something. Excuse me. I got to get some of that water. Um, but it was like, oh, man, I was, I, was, I was like, oh, man, chickens, vegans. What am I being sold? And just like the way he edited the video, too. And I, I just talk mostly about the, um, you know, like the, um, like the ad agencies because I'm, I'm really interested in the marketing and how they do it, and it's just like it's just so incredible. Like they, I mean, maybe they were the top agencies. I don't really quite recall, but it was like, wait, how do they know that? Are these like Mr. Spurlock probably has some like good connections. Um, so maybe these are like the top ad agencies or maybe these are the top marketing agencies, you know, in the East coast, but I was just completely blown away. Uh, w- one thing that I maybe didn't like is I wish he just gave us just a little bit more insights or like a little bit more information of, you know, how things are going. I, th- I don't recall the release dates, uh, but I just checked it out on the web on my gizmo and you know the restaurant has like a 4.2 out of 10 um well did i like did i not like anything about the movie hmm yeah i think i think that's also i think that's just like my biggest complaint i wish they just maybe maybe it's like a month into the opening right because he only gave us like maybe the first week but within the first month um they're like oh people have already contacted him wanting to talk about you know franchising and i was like also another thing that i grabbed was like people are like kind of into it they're like (laughs) some people were laughing it's like we use something called the halo effect you know like adding certain ingredients and like you know like grilled crispy sandwich you know just like that sounds kind of odd and strange but if you decorate it with, you know, a little bit of salad and you add some honey mustard and you add certain flavors, you make the bread look very grilled and very homemade. It looks, oh, now like I have a positive thought about that. And I completely forgot what I was going. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, I completely forgot where, where I was going with that. But it was like, whoa, I, I was just, you know, I keep on talking in a positive way about it, but. I really want to taste the sandwich now. It sounds disgusting. If like someone else was selling it, it would feel disgusting to me, but now I want to try it. Um, oh yeah, they were franchising it and the people were like, this is kind of funny. Like, haha, we know like fast food isn't all that great. And I think somewhere along in there was like, this is like a meal and a half. It's like 1,200 of your calories. And it's like, that's like your entire days. That's like a, a meal and a half, your, your day's worth, right? And I was like, but it looks so good and healthy. Like this place makes me feel healthy because it's like this positive lime green with these cartoon and handwritten features on the wall. And it has this, ah, it's just like, it's a really great movie. Um, And hopefully he updates it in some way or some YouTube video because, you know, like I said, I want to go now. 
and it just looks really cool. And uh, if you have nothing else to do during this quarantine time, uh, then I highly suggest it and uh, give it a rating. You know, like um, I'm not getting paid or anything, but I, I'm just a big fan of it. Uh, let me just check the release date. Me uh, through up oh, to release date. Yeah, but it's doing really well, and I uh, hope to check it out. So the release date is. Let's see what it has on Rotten Tomato. It has 75. It has the tomato or tomato meter has a 70, and audience score is 75. When was this released? Oh, it hit theater September 6th. Oh, so it's not that old, and it was on streaming September 13th. Uh, I just think it's a really funny movie. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that's it. So we are going to wrap this one up. Uh, well, it's just me right now. Um, and I think it's just good times. Good times with that movie. Um, hopefully uh, he updates it. And I think I've said that a few times. Okay, we're going to wrap that one up. Um, make sure to check out my YouTube videos. I actually did a Quibi review. Um, and I'm just going to give you the title of it. Quibi, not good. Um, but that's it for now. Uh, make sure to like, comment. I mean, this is on YouTube. Uh, at the end of the day, <laughs> I thank you so much for your time and your attention. My name is Hatsumi Hongos. I'll catch you in the next one.